So again, welcome to uh, tonight's Bible study for women of grace, faith, and courage. So my name is April Fields, and I'm actually the host of this of the Bible study, which is also a podcast, um, and also the steward of the women's ministry, Women of Grace, Faith, and Courage. And so you will see that we have some we have some brothers on the line uh, tonight. Our Bible studies are usually women's only because it's a women's ministry, but I will say that about three times out of the year, the Holy Spirit actually allows me to open up specific Bible studies or Bible study series to our brothers. So the fact that this is open to brothers really gets me excited because there's nothing more powerful than brothers and sisters in the faith connecting in the spirit and really going to, to I mean, it really just burning corporately. You're talking about the power that that has. You're talking about demons trembling. Oh, when men and women connect to do kingdom things, to do kingdom assignments, to, to go uh, um, go before the Lord on behalf of the body of Christ, there's power in that. And so that's one thing I believe the enemy doesn't want to see happen. So a lot of things happen along the way. Relationships are perverted. Just different things happen when really there's a purpose even in our, our connection with our brothers in the faith um, as it relates to the kingdom of God. So I just look forward to just seeing how the Lord moves through this series and just stirs our hearts. And so uh, before I begin, I'll just um, open this up in just a brief moment of prayer, just a brief word of prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, and we are so grateful, Lord, that we are asking, Father, just as the song was playing for a fresh fire, Lord, that if you would do it again, Lord, if you would so desire to just allow our hearts to burn for you, Lord, that fire that maybe many of us once had, Lord, that has been doused, Father, for whatever reasons, Lord, you know all things, Lord, let it be so, Lord, that this series just does something in us, Lord, where things break off of us, where weight are, are, are lifted, where chains are broken, where we can really begin to just go before you, Lord, and we're burning for you. We have a passion to, to live for you. We have a passion to serve you. We have a passion to be a light. We have a passion to share the gospel. We have a passion to share our testimony, Lord. There's power in that, Father. So I pray, Lord, in your mighty name, Father, and by your grace, Lord, that you allow, Lord, only your words to flow through me as we meet together each and every month, Father, because it is only the anointing, Lord, that breaks the yoke, Father. So it is nothing that I can say, Lord, that can compel our hearts to do anything, Lord, but only those words which are weighted by the Spirit of the Lord, Father. So I thank you, Lord. I thank you for those who are on this line, those who are going to listen to the replay, those who will join us later, Father. You know all things, God. We say, have your way in this study each and every month, Lord. We've come to hear from you, God. We've come to burn for you, God. So we thank you and we praise you. It is in your holy and precious name that we ask all these things. Amen. 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 So I am just, again, just super, super excited about this series. And um, the title of this particular series is All In. And so this is part one of a four-part series. So we're going to touch on different topics that are actually chapters from the book, Unapologetically Sold Out. Uh, you can purchase the book on amazon.com. But we are, you don't need the book for this Bible study because the Lord showed me that although the chapter titles are, are going to come from the book, the content is not going to come from the book. So if you've read the book or perused the book, uh, you're not going to hear the same things. The Holy Spirit is very specific about that. And so just as we get started, I just want to say God is doing something 
he's doing something so new in this season. And I, I, I really don't like to use that phrase because it's become such a cliche, but God is really, he's really positioning us. He's stirring our hearts for a reason. He's releasing this particular Bible study series strategically to go into the end of the year as we go into a new year for a reason that by God's grace, there's something that he's going to share with us that is literally going that I know. And I felt that strongly when he gave me this entire series that God is going to, he, there's something that's going to just stir in us. that's going to move in us. That's really going to compel us to really live a life that's wholeheartedly devoted for Christ. And so all in means just that it means living a life that is sold out that is really, really on fire for him. Because what we're seeing now is we're seeing the body of Christ that has been centered on compromise. We're seeing believers who have compromised our their faith, our faith, us as believers, that many of us have compromised our faith because we want to fit in with the culture. And, and the Lord is really calling us out of that. He's calling us out of the conformity. He's calling us out of the desire to fit in with the world so that we can truly be set apart for him, so that we can truly allow ourselves to be cleansed and purged and pruned and positioned. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And in sharing that, I want to tell you that, that, that there was something that the Lord spoke about Isaiah. Um, and, and it's coming from Isaiah chapter six. And the Lord really spoke a word to me about how we, the body of Christ have, have not done his name any justice, meaning we are supposed to walk in power and authority. We're supposed to be a light. We're supposed to share the gospel. We're supposed to share our testimony. We're supposed to be bold witnesses for Christ. And the Lord says, so many of my people have failed to believe in me. Why? Because we as believers, we are not walking in the authority and in the power and, 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 and the supernatural and in, in the position that we are supposed to. Therefore, when people look at us as believers, what they see is a reflection in their eyes of the body of Christ, but they're accurate in their assessment. And God is calling us to something greater than ourselves. Oh, I want to say that again. God is calling us to something greater than ourselves. That what the Lord said is that he's looking for those that he can show himself mighty through, those that have the posture of Isaiah. And if you remember Isaiah 6, Isaiah has this vision of, of, of the Lord sitting on the throne, right? And, and the angels are, or the seraphim, they're, they're, they're singing, they're singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. But then as soon as Isaiah has this vision, his response is, woe is me, for I am undone. And the Lord said, I'm looking for those that have the posture of Isaiah that recognize their sinful nature that are that will say to me, the Lord, woe is me for I am undone. And Isaiah went on to say, because I am a man of unclean lips. In that moment, he knew that he was unworthy to even have that vision, to even see the Lord. He knew in that moment that his sinful, he knew of his sinful nature. And God said, I'm looking for those that are willing to be purged and then sent out. So when in Isaiah 6, we know that as soon as Isaiah recognized his sinful nature, that what happened just blew, what happened next blew my mind, that one of the seraphim, the angelic beings, that one of the angelic beings, they flew over with a live coal and they touched his mouth with it. And they said, behold, that this, this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. And then what happens next? The Lord then asks, whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And this is absolutely, and I know 
um, Amaka knows this one of my sisters that's on the line. This is one of my, and others may know this as well. This is one of my favorite verses from the Bible where the Lord says, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then Isaiah says, here am I, send me. The Lord says he is looking for people that are willing to be purged and then sent out. And the word that the Lord kept using, the Holy Spirit kept using is dispatched. And when I went to look up dispatch, dispatch means we are sent off to a destination or sent out for a purpose. That he is looking for carriers of his glory, those he can trust to be carriers of his glory, those that are willing to say, yes, Lord, here am I, send me. Hallelujah. So I wanted to really just share that before I even shared anything else, because I think that right there is enough for us to ponder on and for us to go before the Lord on that, that the Lord even showed me that, that many of us as believers, that a lot of the, 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 the burden and a lot of the weight and a lot of what's preventing us from living a life that's fully sold out or that's wholeheartedly devoted to Christ or what we may refer to for purposes of this Bible study is all in is sin. The Lord said sin is what is keeping us from, from living a life that's fully and wholeheartedly devoted to Christ. And he specifically took me to just the sin of the flesh. He said fornication is something that we as believers across the body of Christ that we are battling with. And he even took me to my own particular story. And I shared how I, how, how I surrendered to, it's now been a little over two years ago. Um, it's like June, July of 2019. But what I didn't share what the Lord said was to share with you guys tonight was that I was in a relationship that ended in April of 2019, and I was diddling and dabbling in fornication. And I had just made a conscious decision after all of the conviction to end that in the month of April. And I repented and I cried out to the Lord and I asked them to forgive me. And, and, I, and then I kind of wallowed in some guilt and shame because the enemy was sort of beating me down. And can I tell you that I had a sister at, at that time, a friend, she reached out to me and she said, she could sense something was wrong in the spirit. This is how deep spiritual connections are, guys. Divine connections are so deep. She could sense that something was off in the spirit. And she said, well, what's, what's, is, what's wrong with you? I can, what, like, what's going on? And I shared it with her. And can I tell you that, that she, she listened to it and that the Lord spoke through her to me in that moment. And the Lord said, tell her that she is forgiven. So here I am just beating myself up because I've dibbled and I've dabbled in fornication and I felt the conviction and I, I made a decision in that moment to tell the person I was dating at that time, guys, and I swore he was my husband. I mean, so wrong, so wrong, such a counterfeit. That's an assignment for another Bible study, but I swore he was my husband and I ended up having that conversation with that individual saying, listen, this is, we can't do this anymore. And can I tell you that I had that conversation prior to repenting and calling out to the name of the Lord, calling out for his forgiveness, crying out for his forgiveness, because I felt like a daughter who had truly disappointed their father. And so when I heard the word of the Lord that I was forgiven, it was like a weight had lifted. And we broke up actually around that very same time. And can I tell you that that breakup was the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me. See, sometimes we think relationships end and it's something that we're supposed to be sad about. See, but if it was never a godly relationship, then it is a moment for us to rejoice because all it was, but the Lord says, is it was a delay. The Lord says that it was a distraction. And what the Lord showed me is that many of us in this season, we are being distracted by relationships, which we believe are of God, but they are not. 
So this is a season for us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is a season for us to even discern the nature and the root of the of, of, of and the foundation. Thank you, Holy Spirit, of those relationships that we are in, specifically those that are that are romantic, specifically those that are that are walking the line of fornication, that are even kind of walking the line of temptation and playing around with it. Can I tell you that that was me in April of 2019 or, or in March, April, and some months before that, walking that line. And I'm so grateful that the Lord got a hold of me. And I'm so grateful that that relationship ended because it was preventing me from being all in. That there was no way that I could have lived wholeheartedly for Christ being in sin in any way, shape, or form, whether I walk the line, whether I put my toe in it, doesn't matter because sin is sin, little or big, fully sin, little bit of sin. I mean, we can justify it any way that we want, but in the eyes of the Lord, sin is sin. And that is one thing the Lord says, a big, a major thing that is, or hindrance that is, that is keeping us or delaying us from being wholeheartedly devoted to Christ. But I, can I just share that after she gave me that word that the Lord um, also spoke a word through her and told me to release those things which I was sitting on. I had a woman of grace, faith, and courage, women of the Bible, Bible study, uh, a guide that the Lord that I had been just sitting on because I'm in this relationship. I'm doing all these other things. Meanwhile, there's assignments that God has for me that I am not even focused on because my flesh is focused on this relationship that was not of God. And so as he began to tell me, release those things, I did that. I released the study guide. The study guide actually turned into the birthing of this ministry. The, the things begin to open up, kingdom opportunities, like literally the heavens begin to open up as it relates to kingdom opportunities. So much so that the person that I was dating uh, and that I had broken up with at that time, he said, I feel like I was holding you back. And in that moment, I didn't understand what he was talking about. But in hindsight, in retrospect, the Lord showed me that he was holding me back. That relationship was sinful. It was a counterfeit. It wasn't of the Lord. He was, in fact, holding me back. But what revelation for the counterfeit to have in that moment that I hadn't even reached yet, but he could see the difference between my relationship with Christ after I came up out of that fornicating relationship versus the way that I was with the Lord, lukewarm in it prior to me coming out that relationship. So a month later, my full surrender, then a month later, I was preaching in Africa, then this just opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Why am I sharing all this? I am sharing all this one because the Holy Spirit wants somebody to know that it is the sin that prevents us or separates us from God, that it is the sin that weighs us down. It is the, the littlest sin, the greatest sin. However, we want to view the sin that we have played around with, that it is the main thing that keeps us or prevents us from walking in this, this life of holiness, from walking in this life of righteousness, which is not perfection, but us striving to live in a way that brings honor and glory to the Lord so that we can become more like Christ so that we can actually have a relationship with him where we are sold out. We are all in that we're not walking in one line of, 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 of the world and walking in another line where we're um, spiritual on Sundays and kind of with the world on Saturdays, but that we are actually totally committed to Christ. So I kind of want to pause. I'm going to pause there just to see if people have, if there's anything that is on folks' hearts or minds, just in, in hearing me share that. And you'll hear me stop periodically throughout this to share and, and to hear from you because this is, I mean, this is a discussion. And so I want it to be as such, just to hear what the Lord may be speaking to you in this season. 
No, um, it's what you, you, you touched on a lot of things and, you know, I was thinking about a lot of stuff. So, you know, I appreciate it because you know what is it? God do want to get up attention. You know, it, it's been so much distraction and other things that we try to reach our goals and do other things. And God is pulling this in direction. I know it for myself, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, getting back to those things that he had called me, chosen me to do and things you already know he's dealing with you. Cause sometimes we have so much stuff to distract us. Our mind be so boggled with things of life and it weighs us down. And we things we're supposed to do, we procrastinate. As, you know, the spirit of procrastination come upon you and things we should have done, we know we're doing, we know we complete the task. And, you know, and then in you know, all the things that we are struggling and going through with, we just, I know we gotta be totally honest and be free to ask God to help us through those situations. Even like we desire to be married, desire to find one, the enemy could plays on that. And that can be that can be a distraction because God wanna God wants us to focus on him first before he said anything. It's like we try to put the cart before the horse. It doesn't work that way. We got to seek ye first, came and got all the things attitude. So it's just showing me like you do it your way is not gonna work, but do it God way. It's like His perfect will that you're not while walking and doing His will that you're not gonna walk into those things that was a kind of faith you walk into your flesh. And a lot of times we not spiritually sensitized seeing those things the enemy has, but when God can bring you out some situation or somebody testifies something. It kind of opened your eyes and lightened some things. Said, "Wow, I missed that. Wow, I seen that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for helping." Amen. Amen. Um, yes, yeah, Sister April. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed what you said because your your story kind of got me saying like. Um, like what the relationship you was in was kind of holding you back from what God pointed you directly to do. And it got me thinking like, there's some things that I got to work on, you know, for God to uh, elevate me. Like, you know, my anger, the way that I am, my body language, you know, the way that my, my the things that come out of my mouth and it's a scripture in, in the Bible. And, and something about something foul that comes out of your mouth and and I, I gotta read up on it. But you know, your story kind of got me thinking like there's some things that I gotta let go for God to use me. Cause I really want God to use me, you know, and I really want God to move in my life and do great things. And you know, just hearing your story kind of give me inspiration. Though I gotta let a lot of things go. So thank you for that. Mm, amen. And the beauty of the Lord is that we go before him and we, we like, Lord, please, because I had a lot of ways to please continue your work in me. Please transform me. Please get a hold of my heart. Please help me with the spirit of wrath or whatever. It's the spirit of anger. Just we can cry, seriously cry out and pray and fast about those things. And God will begin to just do a mighty work in our heart. And so I want to hear from one of my sisters. Um, just one of my, I want to hear from one of my sisters before I move on. Hi, April. As always, I thank you for your transparency. And um, I can just agree with what the brother said. It's a matter of we have to make sure that our focus is on God. Um, this world will have us thinking, you know, whether it's relationships, whether it's the job, whether it's other things that tend to distract us, that those things take precedence, but that's not what it is. The minute yeah. that we start to put our focus on our father, you'll see these things fall into place. He says it, it's in his word. You know, he's a jealous God. He's not going to let anything else, you know, succeed or um, 
be successful, you know, without him in it, because the glory has to go to him. So it's a matter of, you know, being able to be strong enough. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to yeah. be strong enough to kind of lay those things by the side and seek him. But once you start to um, walk with him and deepen that relationship, you will see that it's like, why was I doing anything else before? But as humans, our flesh and the, the, the enemy will have us think, you know, you did X, Y, Z, you don't deserve this. And we'll have you sitting in your guilt longer than you should. And yes. I love that you have, you know, you, it's, it's also the importance of godly counsel is important. When you say your friend was able to speak to you to sense that something was wrong in your spirit and spoke to you, um, you were forgiven. You know, how much longer would you have been sitting in that had you not heard that from, from her? Yes. Um, and you just, you have to thank God for, you know, using her and for her, also for her, for being a willing vessel. So it's, you know, every, as always, everything you're saying is on point. I'm in love um, and, and I'm here. And I thank you for allowing me to share. No, thank you so much. So, so Jerry, well, um, it's, this, is, this is all good. You know, thank God um, you invited us. And this is a timely message and bible study you know i've just been reading different scriptures and you know what scripture had like when you pray before you read and you read and god has put out scripture like oh man that's me oh man it's been meditating looking at it and it's so amazing that the tools that this show this minister that, that we need to arm ourselves and be ready it did something it's like it, it transformed things that you know that was there but enlightened you so you know what i'm gonna get more because the more you spend time with God, the more you put time in the fast and pray, you get more empowered and more stronger. And you be able to discern those things that's not of God. And you better don't have an appetite for the things that you might go into and struggle with. So it's about surrendering all. And another thing you, you said a lot, I was thinking sometimes we're afraid when we surrender, what's the results behind it? Or how God's going to replace some things that we've been so destitute. We so used to doing things and when you when he you change your program, how do you function? You know? Yeah. Amen. Oh gosh. God is good. I knew my brothers would go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, Timothy, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is good. I knew my brothers were invited for a reason. <laughs> I mean, I never know. I was like, okay, God. Um, and I, I mean, and I specifically invited the brothers at the at the unction of the Holy Spirit, like a personal invitation, which I was telling Amaka I I'd never do um, because I want people to come for the Lord. I want them to come because they received an unction from the Holy Spirit, not to support me. Support is great, but support ain't saving any soul. So please do not come <laughs> to support me because that is not really going to do anything in terms of fruitfulness for the kingdom of God. But I do appreciate it. But I'm glad that you guys felt led by the Lord after I reached out to you, I think once or twice, twice to you, Tim. Um, Tim. So maybe God is really really stirring you in this season. So, but thank you guys both for just being on. And again, I just think it's such a complimentary relationship when sisters and brothers come together and the Lord knows all things. So two questions that, um, that our, our pastor and, 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 and my spiritual father that he always compels us to, to, to leave people with when we teach and preach are, um, what do you want them to know? And what do you want them to do? So in terms of this part one of this series, or even let me just say this, in terms of this series, what I want you guys to walk away with at the end, uh, care of the Holy Spirit, is that I just want you to know that God is calling us. I want to remind you because sometimes we know things and then we just need to be reminded of them. Um, and, and reminded of them in a specific season. So God knows what we need to hear in this particular season. 
But, but again, God wants me to remind us all that he is calling us to be a part of something greater than ourselves, something greater than our own, bigger than our own lives, our own hustles, our own agendas, our own ambitions, our own desires. The Lord said many of us are living in a bubble, that we are living in a bubble. Meanwhile, outside of the bubble, what's happening is that people are, are, are dying. And so why we can, we can look to the nation at last year's numbers of the, the number of people that died from COVID. I think it was like, what, half a million? I'm not sure. But nonetheless, the Lord is like, out of that, you have to look at that through the spiritual lens. We're living in a lost and dying world spiritually. So even in looking at, at, at the number of deaths in the natural how many of those people were eternally damned? How many of those people knew Christ? How many of those people were living in a lost and dying world? So the Lord said, the time is now. The time is now to live wholeheartedly, to live unapologetically for the Lord, to walk in the authority that we have as believers, to truly be the light. And we can be the light outside of the church establishment. I want to just clarify that, that, that being the light and serving doesn't specifically mean just within the, the church four walls, that we are the church, that we are even in our marketplace ministry, which means in the office, uh, 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 I know Maka's on the campus, in the schoolroom, in the boardroom, that there is a role for us as believers across every industry. And there's not just a role, but there's an opportunity, thank you, Holy Spirit, for us to have dominion. Oh, hallelujah, that's such a powerful word, for us to have dominion in that particular industry, that that is literally our role as believers. And if we do not catch hold of that, we will end up trying to downplay who we are in the spirit because we're concerned about the people sitting at the table in a natural. I want to say that again, that if we are not careful, we will end up downplaying who we are in the spiritual realm because out of fear or, or out of intimidation, thank you, Holy Spirit, because of the people that are in our particular office, in our particular job, in our particular corporation, on our particular uh, routes, whatever it is, that they are, who will be afraid of what they're going to think they're in the natural what will they think what will their opinion be of me will they reject me none of those things matter none of those things matter God is calling us to live unapologetically for him he's calling us to be unashamed of the gospel he's calling us to be like the woman at the well that means we are sharing our testimony to anyone who will listen come see about a man who told me everything that I did could he be the Christ like we are we are being called, the Lord said, to point people to Jesus. He even took me to John the Baptist to study the, to John the Baptist, do a character study on John the Baptist. Why? Because God said, that's what I'm calling you all to. That I'm calling you to prepare the way. I'm calling you to prepare the people. I'm calling you to point people to me, to point people to Christ. So that's what God wants you, all of us, to know with this series. And then the next question is, what do you want them to do? So the goal of this series is to bring us all to a place of self-examination, confession, and repentance, right? And after that is calling us to action. So I want to say that again. The goal of this series is to bring us to a place of self-examination, confession, and repentance. And then there's a call to action because once, we, once we've gotten past those three levels of just meditation and prayer and pondering and confession and repentance, then it's time for us to wake up and step up and do what it is that God wants us to do. Literally just to be that light in this world. So when we talk about being all in, we're really talking about being all in. Like there's work to be done. We are living amongst the dead. 
Oh, I want to say that again because God just that that was a that was a specific gem from the Holy Spirit. We are living amongst the dead. That there's no if ands and buts about being cold-hearted to Christ. That it is going to cost us a great deal to follow Him, but the price that we pay and the sacrifice that we make now in no way compares to the hefty price that Jesus paid for you and I to be free two thousand years ago on Calvary. I feel like I should have a mic so I could drop it because I feel like that was just so powerful that the Holy Spirit wanted to remind us that when we talk about how, how difficult it is, when we talk about the sacrifice, when we talk about losing friends and losing um, um, these, the, uh, sometimes losing, I mean, some people have lost jobs if they talked about religion. I mean, when we talk about the loss, losing relationships with parents and, and just all these other things that, that following Christ may very well cost us that it in no way compares to the price that Jesus paid for you and I to even live in the Christian liberty and the Christian freedom that we live in 2,000 years ago. And the Lord said, are we willing to pay the cost? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That in order to be all in, in order to be fully committed to Christ, we have to be okay with being all of the way out of the ways of the world. That that means the world's behavior, the world's thought patterns, the perception of Christianity according to the world's standards, that we have to be okay with being fully out of that, that we have to be okay with not being in the in crowd, that we are raised and conditioned to want to be a part of something. But God is calling us to a part of something, but it is not what the world views as the in crowd. We're called to be set apart, but God said that he is doing a reset across the body of Christ that he is reprogramming and reconditioning the way that we think, the way that we perceive our walk, the way that we perceive our role as Christians, the way that we perceive ourselves as it relates to our assignments, as it relates to our gifts and talents, the way that we even view ourselves, God is doing a reset that he is going to begin to show us, thank you, Holy Spirit, who we are, that he's going to begin to show us the power and the authority that we possess. And even if we need to be reminded that God is going to begin to do that in this season, why? Because it goes back to what I said at the beginning, that God is calling us to be a part of something much greater than ourselves. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah that all in are just two words that describe our commitment to Christ. And it requires a hard and firm decision. It's a point where the rubber meets the road. And I love the Holy Spirit because he was reminding me of the yellow brick road. And I'm like, Lord, I've never seen The Wizard of Oz. I, mean, I have never seen any of the movie, The Wizard of Oz. But what the Lord was showing me is that on this yellow brick road that along the way there are there are these accolades and there are these material possessions and there's there's uh, uh um just uh there's career there's there's marriage there's kids these are there are all these things that we are seeking to collect as we're going down this yellow brick road and these are all things i can just even see us just skipping happily as we're collecting these things along the way but at, at the end of that that road the lord says it's almost like there's two different paths and there's a path that leads to life and there's a path that leads to death. And when we're talking about death, we're talking about death in the spirit. We're talking about eternal life. We're talking about eternal death. And if we don't choose to live correctly, if we don't choose to live a life that is truly committed to Christ, meaning we are in right relationship and right standing, that we are playing a dangerous game and we may not go down the right path. 
that it is a point where the rubber meets the road and we must ask ourselves, we must look around and really ask ourselves a sobering but necessary question. And that is, who have I been living for? Who have we been living for? Who have we been living for? If the answer is Jesus, that's great. But have we loved, have we served, have we sought him with our entire heart and our soul and our mind? Just as Matthew 22 uh, uh, verse 36 tells us, just as Deuteronomy uh, chapter six, verse five tells us, have we really sought the Lord and served the Lord with our entire, and loved the Lord with our entire heart, soul, and mind? These are the real hard, sobering questions that we must ask ourselves as believers because this series is designed to bring us to a place of self-examination. And self-examination is great because as I said, it leads us to a place of confession. It leads us to a place of repentance. Repentance leads us to a place of, of right standing with the Lord. And that leads us to a place where we're being compelled to action. Hallelujah. Being compelled to action that even just my spiritual mom's uh, mom, she, she, she said that, that, that we have one foot in and one foot out. And God is calling us to put both feet in, both feet on the side, both feet on the winning team, that we're not living one foot in the world, one foot out, one foot in the, in the spirit, one foot out, that we're not fulfilling the desires of our flesh. It is hard. And that is why it requires a daily death to self. It requires, I'm before the Lord every day. Lord, cleanse me of those things which I have not even uh, uh, intentionally uh, 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 sinned against you in, but I know that I've sinned against you. Lord, cleanse me of those things. I have a nightly time of prayer and confession because I know that every day that I have fallen short, that every day is an opportunity at the end of the night for me to confess those things before the Lord and his mercies are new every morning that that's the kind of God that we serve. That's the loving father that we serve, that he so desires to wipe us clean because we've already been washed clean with his blood and by his blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That our decision to wholeheartedly serve Christ, it, it, the Lord showed me it comes when we received a deeper revelation and a deeper understanding of the price that was paid for you and I as believers to live. That's when we understand that that price was paid for us to live, but it wasn't paid for us to live in freedom so that we could do what we wanted, that it was paid for us to live and serve the Lord. That we now have eternal life, but that life is meant to be lived for the Lord. It is meant to be lived in a way that leads others out of darkness and into light. It is meant to be lived in a way that brings honor and glory to the Lord. We have to ask ourselves, Tonight, in our quiet time, in our prayer rooms, in our bubble baths, who have we been living for? And I love how Ephesians chapter two, verse one, that it reminds us of our stained reputation. It reminds us of our sinful nature prior to our new life that we were dead in our sins and trespasses, that we lived according to the ways of the world, that our lives are not our own. But if we are not wholeheartedly committed to Christ, then our loyalty is divided between Christ and the world. And that is the most dangerous place for you and I to be in because we are simply unable to serve two masters. The word of God tells us we're gonna hate one and love the other. 
We're going to hold to one or be devoted to one, and we're going to despise the other. The question that I leave us with again tonight is who have we been living for? There's transformative power in being all in, the Lord said. That being all in is not just about you and I, that it's about our family. It's about our unsaved loved ones. It's about our children. It's about our, our spouses. It's about uh, our coworkers. That when we start to walk in, 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 in a fully devoted or in a Christian, uh, we start to walk on in, in a, we start to walk with the Lord in a way that demonstrates or manifests our full devotion to Christ, that other people are going to catch hold of that. And the Lord says, when you are all in, when we are all in, that it isn't just about us, that it is about those that are connected to us because those that are connected to us needs to see what it looks like to live a life fully devoted to Christ because that's not just gonna do something in them, it's gonna break something off of them. So when we fail to live wholehearted for Christ, that we not only uh, uh, delay ourselves and, and, and hinder our personal walk with the Lord, but we're hindering the spiritual growth and development of somebody else. That someone else is not seeing the manifestation or the fruit or in our lives because we have, we have chosen not to, to be fully loyalty or fully committed, I should say, to Christ, that our loyalty is divided, that when we do that, that somebody is seeing our compromise. And when they're seeing us compromise, they're seeing and thinking that it's okay for us to compromise as Christians. So then what we're doing is we're creating or birthing more complacent Christians, more Christians that compromise, or we're either just allowing unbelievers just to remain dead in their sins because they have no desire to be lukewarm warm and that's where we are the lord says hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord so all things always point back to the cross and so i want to say it again that our decision to wholeheartedly serve christ it comes when we have received a deeper revelation and understanding of the hefty price that was paid for us to live that was paid for us on the cross two thousand years ago that we were dead in our sins, that we were uh, had a stained reputation, that we were, 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 were dead in our trespasses, lived according to the ways of the world, that the word says that we were children of wrath. But Jesus. So the question that I asked a few minutes ago and the question that I keep bringing before us that the question that I want to bring in your spirit all night that I want the Holy Spirit to continue to deal with us all about is who have we been living for? And I'm going to pause there just to hear, because I was just, we thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to pause there and just kind of hear what thoughts are resonating from those that are on this line. This series is a serious series, guys. <laughs> I love the Holy Spirit. This is a serious series. God is going to do a mighty work in those who ponder on those things, which God is specifically speaking to you about throughout this series, starting with tonight. He is going to do a work in us all. This is a serious series. And so I praise God that our brothers were able to join. I'm going to pause and open it up just to hear from, from others, just to hear from the group. Hey, April. Hey, Tanita. Hey, Tanita. Hey, 
Um, I'm just sitting here just, you know, like getting so much confirmation from, um, especially when you were talking about the relationship. I um, had a relationship that just ended like abruptly in 2020 and I didn't understand why. And then we remained friends after the breakup. So we kept, you know, our communication, but the relationship was over. We were friends before the relationship. And then we decided to remain friends afterwards. But then all of a sudden, about a month ago, out of nowhere, God was like, you have to block him. And I didn't understand why. And I'm just starting to realize that God needs me all to himself. Um, He needs me. uh, He probably, you know, maybe he needs both of us to focus more on him and not on each other because we were both like each other's go-to for almost everything. Um, So I just think, you know, right now, God, he's just showing me different things. He needs me to just focus on him instead of like calling someone first, I need to go pray or I need to go look up a scripture that relates to what I'm dealing with at the moment. So it's just like a lot of confirmation that I'm getting right now. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know what? I, I feel the same way. I just been, been feasting and listening, and thinking my life over again. You know, it, it it's not going to work. You know, you know, with relationships and looking and doing, and I find myself like right like in a cycle. Like it's not working. I know like it's not it's not coming from that. It's not here. It's not here. I do it on God because, you know, sometimes we go ahead of him and we go ahead of me and we make these mistakes. And we don't allow him to prepare the person or prepare us to be ready to receive. And sometimes we think we're ready, but we look at like, oh, I got to work in this work in this area. That's why things is not coming. So sometimes we about to be anxious for nothing with prayer supplication. And sometimes we just try to be so anxious and try to do it ourselves. Then we just get in the jam. And wish we was never in there because, you know, starting over and building yourself back up, it takes a lot of work. It's like, now we just got to continue to walk on being and trust them. And sometimes it's hard to trust them because we can't see our way out. We so used to humanly touch. And like the woman, the woman God was saying, it's easy to have somebody pray for you, not seeking him. And God's like, hey, he wanted to focus and love ourselves and follow him first. So we can be okay. We can be holding our serve. So when he do bring somebody and they hold it, they'll make a hold of it. Who has to make a hold? And so and God is getting some things out of us and let, letting us see some things, you know, or looking in the mirror and saying, I got to make changes. I'm just tired of keep going. So, and sometimes God, he wakes he wait you out. So you get real tired and say, you know what? I got to make changes. And sometimes you keep hearing the same confirmation over and over. It's not going to give you a fresh word until you obey what you are engaged with. Then you can mm. take the city up and take the next step. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Deke. Thanks. Yeah, that's, that's just powerful. I mean, I'm telling you, this is a season where God is just moving it out the way. <laughs> he is moving it. I have been in that season, like I shared earlier. I mean, he is moving it right before I got out of it, right before my surrender. He is moving it out of the way. We can't have crutches. We can't have idols. We can't have people who take first place in our lives. We can't have people who take the place in our hearts that God should have. He is a jealous God. He is not having it. So I am so grateful that he is doing the cleansing. And actually the Lord said he's doing, he's pruning. This is a season of 
pruning. So those things, relationships, et cetera, et cetera, which are not bearing fruit, God is breaking them off. So that's confirmation too, Donita, um, that that is what God is doing in this season. Like he is, there are, again, it goes back to what I said in the beginning. What do, what do I want you guys to know? God is calling us to be a part of something much greater than ourselves. But if we are not where we're supposed to be in our relationship with Christ, if we are not all in, we are going to miss it. And it is going to be so sad, not sad for just us, but sad for those who are connected to us. Oh, but God is stirring us up in this series. This is a serious series. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just keep hearing that, that, that God is stirring our hearts in this season so that we can move towards that direction of being fully devoted to Christ. And so the question that the Lord wanted me to answer and leave you with some nuggets on, and this is something that Minister Kia, my sister, shout out Minister Kia, she's on the line, that's one of my dear sisters, so um, that she always does as well, which is always important, just leaving you guys with a few nuggets. And so the question that the Lord wanted me to respond to with some nuggets that he um, that he shared is, how do I know if, if I'm fully committed to Christ? How do you know if you're fully committed to Christ, right? It's a, a valid question. And, and so one of the things the Lord said is, is reflected in the way that you and I spend our time, talents, and resources. And that's actually something that we hear from our pastor and spiritual father, um, Brother uh, Deacon London and, and Brother Mike and I, all the time. And so that is what the Holy Spirit said. That is one indication that you are <clears throat> fully committed to Christ, that it is reflected in the way that you and I spend our time, talents, and resources. What does your calendar reflect? Where do you spend most of your time, talent, and resources? If I ask three of your closest friends or church family about your relationship with Christ or about your uh, uh, what means the most to you or what matters the most to you, or just uh, uh, just if you were, even if I asked them if from their perspective you were fully devoted to Christ, if they knew you had a genuine relationship, just what would people say? What is what what is your how is the manifestation of your commitment or how is their commitment to thank you Holy Spirit, your commitment to Christ being manifested? Is it manifested in the way that we spend our time, talents and resources? Because if we say we're fully committed to Christ, but our calendar is filled with stuff, right? Stuff that is not, uh, 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 and, and let me be clear, stuff can also be kingdom assignments. So we can also be so busy with kingdom assignments that we don't have that relational opportunity or that time to have intimacy with Christ. So we actually have to be careful too with just being busy. And so we must be certain that where our time, talents, and re resources are, are actually um, dispersed, thank you, Holy Spirit, accordingly, but that our precedence and what takes precedence is our time with the Lord. Right. So not necessarily because sometimes our time in ministry becomes an idol. Sometimes our time ministering can be a hindrance. So just knowing when to pull it back, when to have your retreats, when to have planning to have your intentional time, um, you know, in the morning or at night or in the evening or in your bathtub, whatever it looks like for you or in your prayer room that you have you and I have that time where we're not busy, so busy serving that we're serving out of duty and not devotion that we, are, we don't have a relationship where we're going through the motions, where we don't have a relationship with the Lord, but we're going through the routine of us doing what we think we're supposed to do for the Lord. Relationship trumps everything. Relationship with the Lord. You have a relationship with the Lord by the, uh, by, and you, let me say this, you deepen your relationship. We deepen our relationship with the Lord by the amount of time we spend with him and his word and prayer, seeking him, soaking or resting in his presence. All of these things are very important components that really speak to a healthy uh, commitment to Christ. So what does our calendar reflect? Again, how do we spend our time, talents, and resources? Um, also, it is impossible 
to hide or, or to be <clears throat> like to downplay or to really like lay low or 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 lay or, or or fly thank you Holy Spirit fly under the radar if you are sold out to Christ it is impossible and I say this because I by God's grace I have been on both sides so I've been lukewarm and now I am uh, by God's grace uh, sold out got into a place where my my life is crisis is the center of my life he's the end all be all for me and so everybody around you and I will know our commitment to the Lord it is impossible to live a sold out life all in life under the radar it is impossible it ain't happening we are screaming Christ to the to the top of our lungs we are representing Christ everywhere we go we are our conversations are centered around Christ I mean it is impossible to live a sold out all in life under the radar we just wouldn't be able to do that not unless we're intentionally downplaying our relationship with Jesus because we're ashamed, we're ashamed or out of fear of what people will think. And a lot of times we'll find that as believers, we don't, we're scared to be fully committed to Christ. We're scared to be sold out. See, because once you cross that line to being sold out, there's no turning back. And you do, you become really strange. <laughs> you become really radical. You become really bold. You become really just on fire for the Lord. And everybody's not trying to check for that. But we have to be okay with that because the people that are assigned to us, they're going to be drawn to us. But if we are downplaying our relationship with Christ, people will not see the fire. People will not see the light. We will not draw in the people and the souls that God has assigned to us because we're too busy kind of downplay or, or really fly under the radar when God is calling us to soar like eagles. I was on a retreat and I said to my sister in the faith who was with me, I said, is that an eagle? We saw an eagle soaring. And a couple of days later, I saw an eagle soaring again. And I said, Lord, you are speaking to us in this hour. You are speaking to us in this hour. That it is impossible for us to soar like eagles if we are so, so, so insistent upon being on the ground with the pigeons. Oh, oh my goodness, Holy Spirit. I thank you for that word. I thank you for that. That we have to live a life where we are unashamed of representing Christ, that we are unashamed of the gospel, that we are not ashamed to, to embrace, to receive, to walk in the newness that comes with being fully to com committed to Christ. We're not afraid with relationships ending. We're not afraid with friendships being shuffled. We're not afraid with the Lord severing soul ties. We're not afraid with the Lord abruptly, like Donita said, abruptly ending relationships, abruptly ending friendships. None of those things move us. We are wholeheartedly committed to Christ. But what's happening is we're treating the message of the gospel as though it's the best kept secret, but it's no secret at all. It is the key that unlocks the treasure of life, eternal life. It should be a public service announcement. The gospel is the good news and the good news is meant to be shared. It's meant to be shared by you and I, but if you and I aren't in position and aren't willing to live a life that's fully devoted to Christ, that so many people are going to miss their opportunity to be free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Romans 10, 14 reminds us, how are people to call upon him whom they have not believed? And I'm going to read it in the Amplified because I love how the Amplified draws out the message. It draws out what God is saying. How are people to call upon him whom they have not believed, in whom they have no faith, on whom they have wrote no reliance? And how are they to believe in him how are they to adhere to, to trust in and rely upon him um, of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? So now I'm talking to my ministers and preachers of the gospel now. 
Oh, it's a, it's 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 really big when we are out of position. Oh, it is a big deal in the kingdom of God when we are out of position. Such a holy office, such a weighted assignment. How are they to hear without a preacher? How are we to preach unless we've been sent? But if we've been sent and we're not being obedient or if the Lord is trying to send us somewhere, even those who are not called to preach, if we are not being obedient, if we are not having a posture like Isaiah had, and that is, here am I, Lord, send me. Then what is happening on the other side of that? What is happening on the other end of that? Oh, so it goes back to what I said in the beginning, just in my closing, God is calling us to be a part of something greater than ourselves, that the time is now to live wholeheartedly, unapologetically for the Lord, to walk in the authority, to walk in the authority, being reminded that even where we are in our jobs, that we have been given dominion over that particular industry. How dare we be intimidated by people at the table? We should walk up in there like we are the best thing since sliced bread, not from a confident and overly confident, arrogant perspective, but from a spiritual, I am fearfully, wonderfully made. I've come in this room because God has positioned me to have a seat at this table. Why? Because I'm going to minister to somebody at this table when it's all said and done. Why? Because I know God has given me a testimony. He has given me a story. He has given me a word and it is my assignment to release it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Goes back to the word of the Lord. The Lord says, who is willing to be purged and then dispatched? Who is willing to recognize their sinful nature, to say, woe is me for I am done? Who is willing to be purged and then dispatched? Dispatched means, again, to send out to a destination, to send off for a purpose. God is looking for those he can trust to be carriers of his glory, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So just as I wrap up, I just pray that tonight's just all of what God has shared through me tonight has just been, I mean, eye-opening and really just um, confirming or, or as, as uh, Donita said, confirmation, revelation, just things to ponder on and to continue for you and I to continue to ponder on in our quiet time. I mean, I'm most certainly going to just have a nice hot bath and really just ponder on the things that I have shared tonight. I mean, I am first a partaker of the word of the Lord before I even share it. So I too am going to be uh, just sitting with the Lord on those things, which he has allowed me so graciously allowed me to share tonight. He is doing something in this season. That is why this series goes until the end of the, of the year, and then it positions us to be in a better place if we receive or hearken unto the voice of the Lord throughout these next four months, that 2022 should not, by God's grace in Jesus' name, look the same as it did in 2021. I'm not talking about the state of the nation. I'm not talking about the COVID. I'm not talking about the new variants. I'm talking about the newness that we should be walking in if we allow this series to do what the Lord designed for it to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we are just, gosh, we are so in awe of you, God. We are so in awe of you, Lord. You are truly worthy, Father. We thank you that you reign supreme, Lord. We thank you that you sit on the throne, Lord. We thank you that even as Revelation tells us, Lord, that the angelic beings, Lord, and the 24 elders, Lord, that they do not rest, Father, but day and night they worship you. God, 
holy, holy Lord, almighty Father, we thank you, Lord. Worthy is the lamb who was slain, God. We are so grateful, Father. We come before you tonight, Lord, and we come in a heart of repentance, God. We come in a heart just of, of, of a contrite and broken heart, Lord, that you cannot despise. We come before you. We ask you, Father, for forgiveness for the many seasons and the moments and the days, Lord, that we have not lived for you, Lord, that we have not served you wholeheartedly, that we have not even loved you wholeheartedly, God. But we thank you, Lord, that this is an opportunity now, Father God, to be purged, Lord, that this is opportunity for us to do what this series is designed for us to do. And that's take us to a place of self-examination, Lord, that can bring us to a place of confession, Lord, that'll bring us to a place of repentance, Lord, that will bring us to a place where we are called to action, Lord. We thank you for the reawakening and the awakening that's going to be done across the body of Christ, Lord, in your children and your people, Father, for your glory, Lord, that we will begin to see believers moving out of a place of stagnation and mediocrity and complacency and, 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 and where gifts are lying dormant, that they will begin to move to a place where there's a passion for your word. There's a, a burning, Lord. There's a heart's desire to live in righteousness, Lord, that holiness is no longer seen as a vulgar thing, as a curse word, or as something that is not attainable, Lord, but that we lay before you our desires to live holy and blameless in your sight, God. And we cannot do it without you, Lord. Our heart is deceitful, Lord. It is desperately wicked, Lord. So we pray right now for you to continue that work that you have begun in us, Lord, that you said that we can be confident in you to finish, Father. We are crying out to you right now, Lord, and we say, show us, Lord. Show us the errors of our ways, Lord. We, we want our hearts to be cleansed, Father. Search us, oh God. Know our hearts, Lord. Try us and know our thoughts, Lord. See if there be any wicked or offensive way in us, Lord, and lead us in the way, Lord, the everlasting way, God. Oh, we just thank you, Lord, that you have a great assignment for each and every person on this line, Father God, and we're so grateful, Lord. So we thank you that we're going to walk in the authority that you have given us. We are going to make a decision, Lord, this season, God, we're going to draw a line in the sand and we're going to say, for God, I live and for God, I die. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That we are going to make a decision, Lord, to lay aside every weight and sin, Lord, that so easily ensnares us, Lord, that we are going to run this race, Lord, that has been set before us with endurance, Lord, looking to the author and the finisher of our faith, God. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunities that are being brought before us in this season, Lord, even those that we haven't even received yet. We praise you in advance, Lord. We thank you for our obedience in discerning those assignments which are of you and those assignments which are sent to those assignments which are sent to distract us, Father. I ask right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you will close and shut and lock all doors, Father, that are not of you, Lord, and that you would open doors for each and every one of us that are on this line live, that are catching the replay, Lord, that are of you, Lord, doors that no man can shut. Give us the holy boldness to walk through them, Lord. Give us a desire to be a willing and obedient and honorable vessel and instrument in your hand for the master's use, Lord. So we thank you, Father. We ask all of these things, Lord, in your, in your name, Lord. We ask all of these things in your name for your glory, Father, for the edification of the body of Christ, for the saving of souls, Lord. We ask all of these things in your mighty and precious name. It is in your name that we pray. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you guys so much. This is just part one. I don't know how part two, three, and four are going to be. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even know what the Holy Spirit is going to do, but I can open it up for final comments before we, before I hang up the line that, I mean, God is about to, he's going to take us. If we stay in this thing, I, I encourage us all to finish the series out. Those who can join two, three, and four, please do. God, I just really feel there's a stirring happening. There's a stirring happening. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to say this was, this was good. This was a good word, good instruction, self-examination to make necessary change with the help of the Holy Spirit. Really spoke to my heart. So I'm just in awe and sitting back and gathering my thoughts and submitting to God to help me walk through this in this thing. Because it was fiddle. It's like I feel the destiny we had called me to be. Amen. Yeah, once again, thank you, Sister April, for this word. Thank you, Sister April, for you know your kindness and the way you lead this ministry. And you know, like I always say, you've always been a, you've been a blessing to our, our church since the day you arrived. And you know, I, you know, myself and maybe Deacon London, maybe some men would like to participate more in these meetings because you really said a lot tonight that had me thinking like, it's time for a change. It's time for us to do the work of the Lord. And, you know, all this death going on got me thinking, you know, when it's my time and I don't want to stand in front of the Lord. And he asked me, what did I do? I didn't do anything. So it's time to straighten up and it's time to focus because my favorite scripture is Matthew 7 to 21, and I'm pretty 21 to 23, and a lot of people don't ever want the Lord to say, I never knew you get away from me, because, you know, the Lord will say that if you never had a relationship with you, so it's time to build that relationship. You know, he, he's going to provide a, a husband or a wife, the house, the money, like Bishop always tells us, we got to spend time, got to build that relationship, and it says, in Matthew 6, 33, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, everything should fall in place. So I thank you for tonight. Oh, so powerful, Brother Mike. Thank you so much. So powerful. Ladies, anything that really stood out to you? Just closing comments. God is good. I am. I'm in awe. <laughs> I am just happy to be here and I thank God for your obedience and I pray that he continues to keep you throughout this time. I pray that he continues to protect you against all devices of the enemy that's going to try to hinder you as you're trying to get out his word to his people. April, I can't thank you enough for you. Thank you, Father. Amen. And I second that. I second that fantastic word tonight, sis. Fantastic word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Minister. God is good. Thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you, God. Yes, April, I just need to thank you for your obedience because you were all up in my business tonight. <laughs> and I don't know what's coming with the other series because tonight I just need to just chew on this. So I'm ready for the replay because I need it. <laughs> I love him. He getting our business. <laughs> he don't play all, with us. All, all on my front porch like all on my doorstep I'm like what in the world like all this confirmation like was she listening in on my session yesterday with my counselor or what because <laughs> <laughs> 
of the spirit of the Lord. And I thank you and receive those, those just the, the, um, the protection against the devices of the enemy. This week has been, oh man, this week has been intense. Today has been intense. And I knew, I knew in the spirit that it was because of tonight. I just couldn't, it was, it's been a lot. So thank you for that. Uh, ladies continue to pray that because again, this series is, it is, it's life-changing. It is literally soul changing and soul edifying. And God is, I am, I, again, I'm in all, I'm gonna be showing on this stuff too. Again, partaker of the word of the Lord. No, no exceptions. We are not an exception as ministers of the word to partaking in it. So I am, I'm gonna run my bath and I'm gonna partake in this. And so I am just so grateful for those who have been obedient to the unction of the Lord to join tonight. Um, thank you for our brothers. Thank you that this study is open to brothers. So ladies, as you're led, invite the men that God places on your heart, because again, there's power and there's a complimentary, um, just like anointing and, and that's unlocked, I believe, uh, when, when brothers and sisters come together and really just partner and fellowship in this manner. So I am grateful that three times out the year <laughs> that we get to connect in this way. And, and brother Mike, you know, as the Lord leads, we'll continue to open these studies up, but I am just grateful for just you and Deacon London and, and, you know, the neighborhood church, that's my home. So we will continue to turn up in Jesus name anyway. So, all right. I love you guys all. I will we'll, man, see you next month. I think it's October. Lock it in on your calendars now, but it is October 15th. That's part two. And I can't remember the, the subject. Sorry. <laughs> can't remember the topic. Um, but that is that is part two. Yeah. So, okay. All right, guys, you enjoy tonight. I'm going to go chew on this too and really just sit with the Lord and unpack it and just, oh, wow. Yeah. So, all right. I love you guys all. Please have a great night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.